0: Voice notes. So let's get straight into our 10 o'clock conversation. Uh, Collins Litswalo is the CEO of the Road Accident Fund. He joins me in studio. Mr. Litswalo, good morning to you. Thank you for your time today.
1: Good morning, Catherine. good morning to the SAFM listeners. Thanks for having us.
0: I was saying to the listeners that we have been struggling to get officials of the Road Accident Fund to come onto this particular platform um, for probably a year, at the very least, a year that we have been trying to get officials from the Road Accident Fund on. So yeah. it's great that you could, you know, make time to to have this conversation with us. Although I realize yeah. that you are doing a bit of a media drive now, but uh, no. why 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 do you think <laughs> that our rep- our producers have yeah. been getting the runaround?
1: I don't know Kathy, but I was with Sakina on the same platform of ZFM, so I'll be shocked if uh, there's anything untoward about it. It might just be communication breakdown, but you must take my number so you can call me directly.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank well, you. your organisation has been <laughs> in tatters, for lack of a better phrase. I'll mm. borrow words from the Scopa committee that went to your offices in Pretoria, mm. they described what they found there as mm. shambolic, as a car wreck. Mm. These were the exact words that MPs used. Mm. You are the CEO of Absolutely. this organization. Mm. How does it make you feel to see an institution that you are running mm. being described in that state mm. by an accounting authority?
1: They are not an accounting in authority. In the
0: sense, what I mean by the accounting authorities is mm. that you as the Road Accident Fund account and report to Parliament. Absolutely. Yes, so not accounting in the way that you as a CFO would understand mm. that role, mm. but really just that they are holding you accountable for the work that you are doing.
1: I'm un- unperturbed at all.
0: You are unperturbed? Absolutely. Why?
1: Why should I be? I mean, if you come in the SABC, you walk around, you say... I say this is a correct and I say, okay, that's fine. Um, Give me the objective test on which you're saying, um, this is a correct Uh, and you don't. And then I go, yes, yeah, you see this. This is a management report of the 4th of September, 2023 by the auditor general. And then you go to page five of this report. You see my audit outcomes, beautiful all of them green, except the financials where we differ. So um, if you look at our performance, 91.3%, um, the AG has got a methodology on which they assess us, and I've got a better outcome than the previous year, so that's why I'm unperturbed. It's here. That is an objective test, uh, Kathy. When you people say things, well, they, they, those are, are emotions, those are feelings, but the reality is that on the objective facts, the RAF is doing very well.
0: So you feel that whatever it is that was found mm. by Parliament, and mm. I'm going to go back just to some of the notes that also came out mm. before um, the the session that you had, mm. or at least that your officials had in Parliament, because you weren't part of that session. The last one. Yes, yes. you weren't part of that session. Yes. Um, so you believe that the issues that were raised, because mm. that that session in Parliament mm. took place after the the meeting, right? It took place after they had gone to your offices in Mainland.
1: No, they, I remember there are three visits. Okay. There was one visit where there was in Mainland, uh, 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 and then there were two others, one in, 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 in Johannesburg and another one in the head office. Yes,
0: but mm. the parliamentary meeting I'm talking about in mm. particular yes. was um, on the 30th of August
1: thirtieth I was not there.
0: Yes, it's the mm. meeting that you didn't attend. Yes. So that is the latest meeting that we have on record. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back to, I'm, I'm using the notes from that meeting as a re- reference. Whose notes? The notes out of the meeting. Remember who, that who, your, your officials were before Parliament? Yes. Yes. So but I'm, whose
1: notes are you using? It?
0: No, they the are notes not that I made from oh, watching the made. sitting. Okay. Yes. It's your notes. Yes. Oh,
1: that's
0: all I wanted to know. <laughs> so I, I just
1: want to get a sense of whose notes they <laughs> are. No,
0: I'm yeah. saying that I'm, okay. I'm using that as yes. a reference point. Mm. Right. When you listen to what MPs mm. said mm. in that meeting mm. and the issues that they were raising about mm. why mm. they believed that there were these areas of serious dysfunctionality Mm -hmm. of the Road Accident Fund, do you believe that those issues are not substantiated?
1: They are not. I've just shown you a management report of the Road Accident Fund by the Auditor General of South Africa, a Chapter 9 institution meant to do all those things that they claim to be doing. And I'm saying the 4th of September, I'm talking the 30th. Okay, i'm saying so, so, here so. is the outcome kathy It's written mm. here an overall audit outcome it says the overall audit outcome of the public entity is an advert opinion this is a change and improvement from the previous year
0: let's let's deal with with some of the issues that mm. that have come out individually yes there's been this concern around the medical experts mm-hmm. that the road accident fund um has been using, right? Mm -hmm. And there's been a big question around payment of those medical experts Mm -hmm. and that for a long time there were complaints of some of those experts not being paid.
1: The ones that uh, did not get authorization, the ones that took us to the uh, public protector? Yes. Yeah. Well, I have said this in this platform, Kathy, before. You remember that there was a lady called Mariette that came here? complained that we are not paying them. We gave a reason why we are not paying them. In the state, we pay money based on what is called the Public Finance Management Act. It must be money that we is due and payable by us, and we are not liable for what... If you go today, uh, medical aids have it. If you go, there's a pre-authorization that must happen, and you then get a procedure without that pre-authorization, the medical aid won't pay. The RAF had, in this regard, the very same, pre-authorization from lawyers. Lawyers had to come and ask for pre-authorization before they appoint uh, medical experts. Those medical experts were appointed without that pre-authorization. And it's very clear in our SLA that once you do that without authorization, the RAF is not liable. And we are saying that we are not liable, and therefore we are not going to pay that money.
0: Does that remain your position?
1: It is a legal position and that would remain our position. I can't pay monies of the state um, without any authority.
0: Of course, Parliament has largely viewed um, that that particular reason for why these medical experts are not being paid as a technicality. And as as, as as far as I understand, your CFO mm-hmm. had also written to Parliament, I mean mm-hmm. to the National Treasury, mm-hmm. asking for intervention on this matter.
1: Yeah, earlier on. Remember, you go, you look at the law, the law says this, you say, is there any dispensation that can be used? And the National Treasury simply said no. Uh, follow what is in your SLA, and that's what we are doing. So uh, the, the issue about Parliament, I don't want to get involved in it because we are saying Parliament but you are talking about Scopa. I think you must also talk to the Pol- Portfolio Committee on Transport about what they have seen and what we have done and the, in their view, what their views are because certainly the views of Scopa are not necessarily the views of Parliament.
0: So the, the views of this last meeting included mm. uh, the, the, the Parliamentary Committee on Transport. So so, the point is mm. that the service... Did these doctors provide a service to the Road Accident Fund?
1: No, they provided a service to the uh, Road Accident Fund. The question is, how did they get the service?
0: Yes, but did, yes. did they provide the service?
1: Did they provide the service? Yes. yes, of course they did.
0: So then if they've provided the service, why mm. won't you pay for the service?
1: Because the law says... For them to provide a service, they must firstly get authority to do so.
0: So who is at fault?
1: Themselves and the people that hired them, which is the lawyers.
0: So is the RAF completely absolving itself of irresponsibility? Because surely if you were n- if you were dissatisfied with the process through which those services were being procured, mm-hmm. you should have never used those services in the first place.
1: When well, I arrived there, Kathy, those services have already been procured. What do I do? I yes, mean, so, the so, lawyers have so, procured those services.
0: So what do you do as, as the CEO?
1: I look at the SLA and I follow the SLA. The SLA is there. Why do you think they're not taking us to court?
0: So as things, as things stand, mm-hmm. you, you have no intention of, of resolving the issue.
1: I have no intention of breaking the law. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've got no intention of breaking the law and going against the SLA that is there. I don't have the money to pay in case they are going to say, well, this is irregular expenditure and you'll be liable for it. I'm not going to do that, Kathy. I'm the one that is going to be liable if I pay this money and I'm not supposed to be paying it. So I'm not doing that. I'm not going to break the law. Whether Kathy says so or the next person I'm, I'm, says so? I'm not
0: saying you must... All right. you must. I'm not saying so. I'm yes. asking you questions in uh, related to... Yes, it. but yeah. remember,
1: you are asking me in in a, in a capacity of saying, you are, are sitting there, this is what you are saying. You are not going to do this. I'm, I've said to you earlier, I've got an SLA. Mm. It has got provisions. I follow that SLA to the T.
0: You have had very scathing remarks made against you by... A number of the country's judges, particularly in cases that have gone before the courts that involve the RAF. We mm. can go to Bumalanga Judge Logodi's judgment, you would be aware of it. You're smiling now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we can go to the North Gauteng High mm-hmm. Court, you'll be aware of a judgment there that also uh, involves the RAF. Mm-hmm. And to sort of summarize what part of of, of, of of these courts have, have had to say mm-hmm. about the road accident fund is that there has been bad management mm-hmm. at the RAF mm-hmm. largely as a result of the decision to get rid or to fire the panel of attorneys mm-hmm. attorneys, which you as the RAF argue, you know, that you you have your reasons for why you got rid of them. Mm-hmm. The courts have been critical of that decision, not because you got rid of them, but because you did that and you didn't have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. And this has led mm-hmm. to the backlogs that the Road Accident Fund is facing now. Is
1: there truth to that? I mean, let me say this because the last. Uh, <laughs> what, the last um, are,
0: you, are you saying that the judges are lying?
1: I'm not saying that the judges are lying. I'm saying so, it's so so I, 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 you are it, said there's a backlog. Yes. Yeah, yeah. there's no such a backlog. I'm going to explain to you. Okay. When I arrived at the road accident fund, the backlog was 300,000 uh, claims that were there. Today, if you look at this uh, financials, by the AG, by the way, I think I must look, go and look at the number. The number has reduced. Um, in 2022, it says at as the 31st of March 2023, the claims backlog was 139,802. And uh, you can see that 2022, it was 167, 962. This is the, uh, the, the the editor general says, management has been able to achieve a target set for claim process within 120 days, set in an annual performance report. However, uh, this needs to be considered in the context of a backlog of claims registered in the system. It still needs to be processed and paid. We encourage management to continuously review the target set for the indicator to ensure more claims are processed within 120 days. Therefore, reducing the backlog. But what I'm telling you is that we had 167,000. When I arrived, it was 300,000. Uh, in 2022, it was 167, 962, and uh, at, at the 31st March 2023, that claims backlog was 139, 802. Those are facts by the order general. So I, I'm not saying the judges are lying. I'm saying uh, these are facts. Now, now that I've taken you through the facts, that, that's a fact. You see it.
0: What, what, what you have pointed to is that mm-hmm. you've done work mm-hmm. in dealing with mm-hmm. the historical backlog. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that there is no backlog that still exists. I'm not saying
1: it, it does. You said it increased the backlog. That's what you said. I, I'm saying it did not increase the backlog at all. Mm-hmm. I, we have reduced the backlog, Kathy. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Fact confirmed by the audit General. So, so when someone comes and says that, then that's what you must ask the ones that are saying that has increased the backlog. Lastly, when you look at what the constitutional court said, by the way, we, we have taken all this thing about uh, getting rid of the panel. to the. It went all the way to constitutional court. And we have won last week. Go and check it. I think it came out on Tuesday. The Constitutional Court agrees with us that uh, that's what we should have done, and we have done it, and they didn't have any problem with it. If you check the uh, uh, Supreme Court of Appeal as well, we went there, we prevailed. Of course, the North Houting High Court disagreed with us. We took it to SCA, we prevailed there, and Constitutional Court as well, we prevailed there. So uh, those are the facts, Kathy.
0: We're in conversation with Collins Lezualo. He is the CEO of the Road Accident Fund. We'll continue this conversation in a moment. It's 10.30. Time for your latest news headlines.
2: The Talking Point with Kathy Mossadana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
0: We continue our conversation with the CEO of the Road Accident Fund, Collins Letzwilo. He, of course, is saying that reports around the state of the RAF being in a state of chaos or even a disarray, that those are falsehoods. And he's unperturbed by them, he says, because the findings of the Auditor General um, sort of they speak for themselves, as as, as as he puts it, and are a true reflection of of the state of the organization. One of the issues we've been talking about the claims and and, and I reference the you know the, the, the different courts and and the issues of the backlogs, which is really one of the issues that we've sort of been dealing with on this platform. We have many of our listeners that are talking about a system that is really inaccessible for them who are claimants, right? They struggle to get assistance Mm. when they are at RAF offices. Mm. They contact the call centers. They simply don't get any help. So Mm. the administrative processes that Mm. they are supposed to follow are processes where they they simply end up becoming unsuccessful and it leads to great frustration, at least for them.
1: Indeed. And we are not going to sit here and posture that... um the RAF is where it should be, but Kathy, the reality is this: the the system of the Road Accident Fund itself, which is why we are very happy that uh, the the new bill is out there to try and resolve those issues, is that it's not easy to access the RAF, as uh, whether you are as educated as you can be, without a lawyer, and that's. That's factual, right? So if you get injured today, Kathy, and you want to have a claim, you need an actuary to calculate your loss of earnings. You don't know how much it's going to be. You need an actuary. You actually, you you can't even help your own mother because of the way the act sits as we speak now. So there's a section, there, section 19c, of the Road Accident Fund Act that says that if you do not use a lawyer, you must come directly. If you don't use a lawyer, the RAF should not honor that uh, claim. That's a fact. It's there in Section 19c. Um, It's very difficult for people to navigate that process. So it results in probably more than 95% of the people that claim from the RAF using lawyers. And of course, I mean, when you use lawyers, lawyers want to make money out of the scheme. So that's how
0: it is. But even those lawyers that mm. are being used by clients mm. are also the ones that are having difficulties. You, you see so 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 yes you you, you make a point about systemically mm. right? It's not an easy environment to navigate, but that doesn't take away from the fact that there's still administrative functions that individuals and staff in your office have to fulfill. And they're seemingly not doing that, at least not to a capacity and efficiency that would deal with the ordinary people that are coming in through their lawyers. To, to 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 submit claims. So if if I call your 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 call center mm-hmm. and I don't get a response, mm. that is not necessarily a problem of the system. That's a number for call center that mm. is dysfunctional. That's not working.
1: Which one is that? We have just had a call center number. The new one zero eight seven eight two zero one triple one. I think we started it in Ju- July. So. Um, phone it and then assess it. The people that have assessed it so far, uh, it has shown massive improvements. In fact, so they they, they may have been there. So, in the so past it's
0: just in the last two months that that you've sought to correct that.
1: Kathy, we are. Because I'm saying of the to new you, number, no, because it's a I'm, new number. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So what, the
0: last two months,
1: then. Yes, I'm saying we are correcting what is wrong at the road accident fund. One of the biggest issues that we had is claims handlers that were doing everything. There are supposed to be people that are doing call center matters, they'll be called. They must capture stuff, they must assess, they must do a lot of other things. So we have started to take a lot away from them to allow them to do what they're supposed to do, which is claims handling. So one of the interventions that we came up with is this new call center. People must call it and they must assess it on that basis.
0: Do you find that how you view your organization versus how people, the, consume, the, the clients that mm. would access your services, do you find that there's a disconnect between those two things? Absolutely. Doesn't is that concern a, you?
1: It does. It does concern me. Because remember, if um, you have got a relationship with someone who's in go-in-between, which is a lawyer, who's not very happy about RAF, for whatever reason, right? Um, You are sitting on the other side. There's a claimant on the other side. This person is injured. They want assistance from RAF. They have got someone who sits in between who will simply say, even when the issues are theirs, that no, uh, I wrote this thing, the RAF has not responded to me up to this far. And we have found that, in most instances, that's not correct. Let me give you a sense, Kathy, here. So when we... Arrived at the road accident funders, I say three hundred thousand uh, backlog. What we had there was a situation where that backlog was created by a situation where claims that ninety-seven percent, ninety-seven percent of the claims that were in the system did not have all the requirements for us to make an offer. That's why we came up with the rough form one, which now says we need this information for us to make an offer within hundred and twenty days we still have got about, 90, I think, 97% of still those claims not meeting the requirements. And that's what the lawyers are unhappy has, about.
0: Has it been easy for you to, to scapegoat the lawyers? And, and I'm not saying that there have not been unscrupulous lawyers that have absolutely taken advantage of the system. Mm. But it seems to me that wherever the opportunity arises, the RAF blames the lawyers. Um, and, and, and they, of course in many ways are the middle man. so they end up taking a lot of the heat for it if mm-hmm. we look at this memorandum that was issued um earlier on this year, I believe by a number of legal organizations, they in fact believe that part of the problem of of the road accident fund is is you and the, and they detail I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. the memo. it's been around for a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen sort of the the list of concerns mm-hmm. that, that that they have mm-hmm. around the administrative problems mm-hmm. at, at the road accident fund.
1: By lawyers. Let me read for yes, you. Yes, but but,
0: but but just yeah. because they're written by the lawyers, yes. it doesn't mean they shouldn't be taken seriously. I remember,
1: uh, when you're outside and you say things, Kathy, I've got auditors that come and audit my work, right? I've got auditors that audit my work. So if I if I read the AG's thing, it says management has reported an achievement of eighty-eight point nine five percent of claims validated and verified within sixty days against the target of fifty-five percent. Listen to this. The major contribution of this was through the introduction of RAF Form 1 on mandatory requirements for a valid claim. This ensures more credible data being maintained on valid claims and can be processed within 120 days and also the ultimate liability in respect of the claims registered on the RAF system. That is the AG. It's not me. So if you don't believe me, believe the AG. Okay? So they come, they say what they are saying. I read that. Who must I believe? The AG was there. They've got auditors, they've got a the methodology. I don't understand where the lawyers are coming from from their methodology. Which methodology did they use? Because this is an audit methodology that arrived at this.
0: So so what are you doing? You're ignoring their concerns.
1: I'm not. I'm assessing their concerns on the base of the objective test. They are subjective. I'm saying someone who went objectively, looked at what we do, used audit standards, international as they were, and then came up with this conclusion. How do I then believe someone that is not in the RAF or has actually went and did this through a certain objective test?
0: Okay. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I've got quite a number of people that are dialing in to be part of this conversation. Jerry, you're in Kempton Park. Good morning, Jerry.
3: Morning, Casey. Um, nice conversation with the CEO. And, uh, Casey, I just have uh, a statement, then I'll ask a question just quick, quick. Uh, you 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 know what Casey? Um, the CEO there, I think the laws at at, at um, uh, RAF. Whatever they're implementing, there is absolutely horrendous. I'll give you an example. I know one guy from uh, Diarkongo, an asylum seeker. So he came into the country. Two months after he had been to the country, he was in an accident. Okay, he fell off a truck. RAF paid him. Uh, about 2.1 million, okay. An asylum seeker less than two months here. Now, I've heard from the CEO. Um, he said the biggest claim they've paid was to a Swiss national, 500 and, uh, and, and, and I think I'm 50 million. Now they have two pending claims from Belgian uh, students, both what 150 million. So that's 300 million. So. RA, um, uh, RAF is busy implementing laws that uh, I, I, don't, I think are counter-South Africans. So I have two questions on this. Number one, what's the total amount paid to non-South Africans? That's number one. Number two, what's the total value? Because at this point, I've just given you about $800 million paid to only three non-South Africans, or at least the two are still pending but to non-South Africans, 800 million, and people who've been here for less than three months. So that's a big problem, and we need to talk about it because we are here um, uh, 365 days a year. We use petrol every single day, and we are paying for these people. So we need to talk about this. Thank you, Kishi. All
0: right, Jerry. Marumo, you are in Mafike, and good morning.
4: Morning, this is Kishi, and good morning to see you over there. Um all I want to say to to mr le i like his i like his courage and he he puts facts on the table i mean even the the auditor general uh cleared him of doing that. i think uh, most of the people there who has got a problem with how he's uh, operating a draft are mostly the lawyers and those other people who have been uh, roping this uh, institution of money. And uh, he mustn't surrender. He, he must put his foot down. This is the statement, and people should not take advantage of that. Um, one other thing that I like about him is when he took a decision a few weeks back. That I just heard the, 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 the previous caller complaining about uh, non-South Africans who claimed mm-hmm. a lot of money. I think it's also a problematic there a draft, to pay so much money to just few people. When we've got so many people who made, um, the beneficiaries who made claims there, they have not been paid. And some of them, uh, they are paid. These lawyers who are fighting him now, Mr. Lissolo, they are sitting with that money, not paying that money to the, to the beneficiaries. Now, I, I think he must put his foot down and, and defend the, 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 the vulnerable people. Now, the one I want to come up with, is, I want to ask him, because I've realized that uh, when you make claim on your own address uh, as compared to the person who goes through the lawyer, uh, 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 the, 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 the lawyer's money comes in millions there when you, when you get paid. There. But when you make your, your claim directly there as an individual, it comes out less. And I think maybe it's because the lawyers know the tricks. I've, I've seen several lawyers taking their, their clients to the doctors. I don't know how they do. Maybe the, the, the doctor's report is the one that, uh, that makes the money to be more or something like that. Why, when you claim, uh, as an individual, your money comes far less, I mean far less. Some people are getting 150000 some of them are, great, are getting 600000 But with a lawyer, you can get up to 5 million rent. So it's really not, uh, and when they took this initiative of people going direct, because you, before people were going to lawyers only. But after they said no, um, people can make claims themselves. I, I heard him talking about the section 19c, um, I haven't read it. But why is the money less when you make your own clean? That's my question to the CEO. All
0: right, all right, Marumo. Thanks for that yes. question. Let me go to Mwatu in Polokwane. Mwatu, good morning.
4: Hi, Kedya. How are you?
0: I'm well. Thanks. Go for it, Mwatu. Thank you. Look, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, actually. I want
4: some clarity from Mr. On the, on the issue of uh, these medical people who are not paid uh, for the services that they have rendered. I'm worried that Mr. Lechol is agreeing that these people, they rendered the service. And then when you ask him who is to be blamed for these people having rendered the service without the pre-authorization, he is blaming the lawyers and the service providers. But I think even someone from REF is just that he's saying it before he came. Even some REF officials have to be blamed for having taken the service which they did not pre-authorize. So in a way, what I'm saying is that uh, the three of them, the lawyers, the service provider, the REF officials, are supposed to be blamed for this service which was not been pre-authorized. Secondly, I think at the end of the day, REF has benefited from this service. They gave them the service, and I don't hear Mr. Letualo saying, Uh, He doesn't believe that they have given the service. Actually, he's confident that, yes, they have given them the service. And I think if he's a fair man or if he's running things in a fair way or being reasonable, they have to come up with a way of at least compensating for what they have eaten. At the end of the day, they have eaten. They they, they, They were given the service, and they benefited from that service. So there must be a way that they communicate uh, within the three of them, the lawyers, the service provider, and rest, on how to pay for what they have benefited. Because if it was something tangible, like if maybe they were given bricks, then the service provider would just come in and say, okay, then give us our bricks back. But now the problem is that this is that they've been provided and they benefited from it. And I think there must be a reasonable way of communicating and saying, okay, but this we have benefited from. Mm. Thank right.
0: you for that. All right, Mwadu. Thanks for that. Uh, let me let me do this. We've got a number of callers that uh, that are still on the line. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll give Mr. Lizola an opportunity to respond, and then we'll add some of the contributions from our other listeners.
2: The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
0: We continue the conversation with the CEO of the Road Accident Fund, Collins litswalo So you've heard the concerns raised by some of our listeners, Mr. litswalo An opportunity for you to respond to them?
1: Look, I think we agree that uh, this um, system is mainly meant for... At this point, it's meant for everyone. And uh, the biggest beneficiary, as you say, is someone who got paid... 519 million with the Swiss national. I don't think that that was the intention when the, when this uh, system was put together. There are three Belgians who are now claiming 153 million each. Um, and as I say, they are non-South African, and we are just saying that in aligning this with international best practice, everywhere where we go all over the world, we are asked that we must bring our own insurance. Uh, foreigners in this country must do that, but that is part of the new um, bill that is coming. So people must actually comment on that. The issue around um, the millions that get paid to lawyers, it shouldn't be. But you see, some lawyers do exaggerate the claims, and when they exaggerate the claims, of course, uh, we are going to find that it means that you, you you have got a severe injury And if you've got a severe injury, then the one that you have, of course, will pay you thinking you've got a severe injury. We have seen that. People will say, I will never work a day in my life. But when they come on their own, they usually say, we will work maybe in five years' time. When they are with lawyers, they will say, I'll never work a day in my life. Of course, the calculation is based on the fact that you'll never work a day in your life and, of course, we'll pay more. So those are the issues why the difference will be there. But generally, there must not be a difference. I insist that I'm going to keep to the SLA. Uh, There is an SLA that the the medical practitioners know about. They know this thing of pre-authorization. It's not a new thing. They do it in medical aids. And they must tell you what happens in cases where they went and performed a procedure without a pre-authorization, whether medical aids do pay them or not. And in which case do they then say, well, we performed a service or do they now say, no, 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 we have not performed a say se- or we performed a service payers, uh, notwithstanding the fact that we do not follow what we must follow. I'm not going to do unauthorized or uh, what we call irregular expenditure on the basis of the feelings I have for the people that perform the job when they have not followed the procedures. In the state, we have got laws. In South Africa, we have got laws. Let's follow those laws. Thanks.
0: Motlati, you're in Pretoria. Good morning.
1: Yeah.
2: quick I just um and, and um interesting having a conversation with the CEO there. Um I think as he's saying it has it, been doing a good job which some of us would have been following we're very impressed with that. But but interesting that something that you know I've been looking at more time than maybe media around the issues of fraud. it is that there's noise on the issue of fraud is not from ordinary people. It's mostly from lawyers and uh, also got uh, insurance, I mean, a, I mean this uh, compass like Discovery. And ordinary people have, I don't have issues with this, but it's lawyers. I think rap has been used as it, a test cow. Now doubt because itself always there, it's closing the tap, that's why that's anger. And the other, other important issue is that this is already adulated. You, you, for example, you have got foreign local South Africa, whether legal or non-legal, and they were able to claim. And that has not happened internationally. And now God's government stop that. People are also wanting
0: to be crying. Oh, Mutlatzi, I'm so sorry. It looks like we've lost you on the line. Um, let me see how much time we have left. We still have quite a number of callers um, that are wanting to be part of this conversation. Do you want to uh, quickly respond to what Mutlatzi had to say?
1: Well, uh, there's nothing extraordinary, Mutlatzi. Um, Kathy says that uh, we might just be using scapegoat in them. Uh, there might be a reason. I don't think we are scapegoating them. Um, ordinary people of South Africa have been taken for a ride right by some of these lawyers. Not all of them, I must emphasize. Uh, you can see the likes of Discovery want to claim for what uh, they were supposed to pay in terms of the Medical Schemes Act. Everyone had their own feeding frenzy at RAF, and we are stopping that. And we we don't expect to be liked, by the way, when we do this work. It's work of the state. It's work that needs to be done. We need a sustainable road accident fund.
0: What does the, the Auditor General have to say about the issue of the road accident fund's management of the fund's finances?
1: management of the finances they are mm-hmm. happy with that why because i mean they they are very happy with the with the finance there is a difference that we have with the root accident fund from one aspect only which is our use of what is called ipsas 42 vis-a-vis where they think that we must use ifris we are in court on, on on that and that will be clarified i think the case starts somewhere the end of january so we are fine with that um We don't have any issue with it, uh, which is why I'm saying from a financial point of view, they had an issue with our financial statements so far as they sit, and we are using uh, our new accounting policy, which we are sticking by, uh, because we we insist that we are not an insurer, we have never been an insurer, and they are saying we must use insurance accounting. We are refusing to do that for obvious reasons, but those are things that are going to be discussed in court. But so far as other matters are concerned, they are very happy with what we're doing.
0: This is Colin Slitzwalo. He's the CEO of the Road Accident Fund. Um, we've got a number of callers that would still want to engage with you. I don't know whether your time allows you to stay longer or if, you, if you've got to go.
1: Unfortunately, i have going to go.
0: Okay, well okay. then, that's that on that. Okay. Unfortunately, this is where we're going to leave it. Coming up next...